took my heart right in his hands and he smashed it and a few more stones were laid on my wall the first was placed when I was five and daddy walked away sometimes I wonder how welcome to now hear this entertainment a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter who was last year's Most Promising Female Songwriter 2013, as awarded by Tennessee Songwriters Association International. She has performed at popular venues such as The Listening Room and Hard Rock Cafe Nashville, to name just two. Her six-song EP is entitled Top of a Dream. She plays both guitar and keys. You've been hearing one of her songs entitled Break It Down, It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Elena. Hi, how are you? Very good. Elena, welcome to the show, and and Merry Christmas, actually. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Before we get into things, it it is Christmas, and, and I'm wondering what Elena will be doing for Christmas, and specifically whether you'll be singing as you gather with loved ones for this holiday, because I was surprised to hear a few weeks ago on episode 42 that singer-songwriter Karen Waldrop said, oh yeah, she she definitely entertains the family on holidays, because I was saying to her that, gosh, I think that's a time that a performer looks forward to in terms of being able to say, ah, good, <laughs> a holiday gathering with the family. At last I can relax and know that people aren't going to be asking, can you play something for us? So, so <laughs> what, what does all that look like with you, singing or, or no? Family requesting and, and you oblige or no? Um, honestly, I don't really have a whole lot of family, but um, with family, it's probably not going to be a lot of singing, a lot of musical things. Um, I might be going to see a couple friends. Uh, I'm going back to Pennsylvania, where I'm originally from, and I might be seeing a couple friends, and I might play for them. But it's going to be um, more low key, which is which is nice um, to have that little break, you know. Absolutely, and especially to to get yourself out of the the music mecca that is Nashville for <laughs> for a little while at yeah. least. Well, Elena, yeah. during the intro, we were playing your song, Break It Down. Although someone here, <clears throat> self, was, <laughs> was busy talking over it, uh, tell the listeners, if you would, all about that song. Uh, sure. That song I wrote with a couple friends of mine. Their names are Kenny and Janelle Angel. And uh, I wrote that back in um, 2012. And um, I was going through a really tough time, and I came to the writing session. It was the first time that we had written together, like Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And I had this title and uh, a concept for it and kind of um, an idea of what I wanted the music to sound like. And we sat down and wrote that song in just about three hours. and. I was, yeah, I was surprised at how quickly it went, and it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. Wow. Well, that's, that's you know, for, for everything that you, that you just said about it, for, for, it to, for it to turn out to be one of your favorite songs ever, especially if you're going into co-writing with someone for the first time and you're not really sure, is there going to be chemistry? How long is this going to take? What are we going to come out with, if if anything? And lo and behold... In three hours, and you come come away with with an absolute gem. I mean, that's that's a home run for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, 
you just never know what's going to happen in a co-writing session. You're right about the chemistry. You don't know, especially with writing with someone for the first time. You're not sure how it's going to go and if if their style match is going to like match yours. But I had heard some of what ha- what Kenny and Janelle Angel had written before with other artists, and I really like what they did. And I had um, just this in- intuitive feeling that. Uh, we would work, you know, very well together, and um, we just went out of that session. We were all like, "Wow," <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, a lot of times, it takes me a couple sessions to finish a song. Um, if I'm writing a song by myself, then I like to take my time on it. It might take me a couple weeks, and I work on it a little bit every day. But that was that was kind of a magic song. Yeah, that was one where you came out and said. I think we need to do this again, like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so needless to say, uh, the, th- the three of you have written together since. Yeah. Um, we took like all of 2013 basically and had regular writing appointments every single Saturday. Like it was just an ongoing constant thing. Wow. So we, we, we've written a lot together, a lot. And yeah. this year we... Um, the three of us won co-writers of the year for TSAI um, as that co-writing trio. So, As strange as this may sound, did it make you nervous in any way that your first co-write together, the three of you, was so great? You had such a great experience. By any chance, did you think... Uh oh, you know what? What if what if it's all down? I don't, I don't mean all downhill from here, but but in other words, you know, we've set the bar kind of high here. We really came out of the gates really strongly. I hope we can continue to hit that mark. Did did that train of thought enter into your mind at all, or or was it, you know, hey, we're just going to build on the momentum? Um, yeah, it did. I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, but we just decided to keep writing. You know. Uh, we've we've written a lot of great songs. Break it down is one for me. Not every song that we write is for me. Uh, for is for me. We write a lot of um, songs to pitch to other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we have written male songs together, and so we just like to just write. So it's just a good exercise. So take take the listeners inside that room when when you and the two of them sit down. How does that? decision get made in terms of okay today we're writing for elena or okay today we're writing a song that we want to pitch for a male voice or today we want to and so on and so forth how how does that all how does that process unfold um i think it all kind of goes back to the idea and um if someone has uh, a title or an idea that they're feeling really strongly about at that time or like if I'm going through something like that happened and break it down when I was going through um, a loss situation um, and I would really like to write about that because I'm feeling very strongly about it or they're feeling very strongly um, there. And then one time there was um, an idea that Kenny had uh, for a male song we wrote. It's called How'd You Rock Georgia? And he's had this idea for a long time but he never finished the song and he brought it up to um, me and Janelle one day, and we just sat down and wrote it. Uh, that was another one that only took a session, and it turned out really good. So um, it just really depends upon the day, I guess, and uh, what what we're going through. And so, then as far as uh, the assembly line here, in terms of the songs that are getting pitched to other artists, who is doing that pitching for you? I, I'm I'm going to take an educated guess that the three of you are not pitching these songs yourself yourselves. Uh, we are. Um, Kenny and Janelle actually are the uh, directors of Tennessee Songwriters Association. Um, so they bring in a lot of uh, independent artists. Um, this year we had they had a guest for um, from CMG Records. It's an independent. Uh, label and um, somebody was looking for songs for a band called the Joe Bayer Band, and they picked up How to Rock Georgia, and we're supposed to be um, getting a cut from that, hopefully early next year. So um, we uh, there there are meetings every Wednesday where they have pitches and stuff, so we'll pitch our songs there. 
Well, this is amazing because this is three weeks in a row now, three shows in a row now, where I mentioned in episode 44 to Sonny Sweeney, and, and again, like I said last week, it doesn't matter what the question was or what the answer was, but I, I said to Sonny Sweeney that, gee, it's episode 44, and I've only now thought to ask a guest XYZ, and then I asked the question, and then last week on episode 45 with Maddie Rodriguez, I found the same thing happening where I said, gee, episode 45, and this is the first time I ever thought to ask someone, and I did, and and now, same thing, episode 46, so Elena, the question that just (laughs) popped into my head that I've never thought to ask a songwriter that's been on the show is, when you're a songwriter, and obviously a a performer like yourself, does does the concept seem totally foreign to you of because we're talking about pitching songs to other artists does the concept seem totally foreign to you of i i write my own songs what why why would i why would i even entertain the idea of singing someone else's songs i mean granted the co-writes don't count because you were in on that but if somebody brought a song to you do i don't know if that's happened to you but i just wonder what that would feel like i'm already a songwriter i don't need people to bring songs to me um, huh. <laughs> well, I mean, on my first EP, I did cut, um, an outside song. Mm-hmm. Um, my songwriting skills have gotten, uh, very much stronger in the past couple years. And, you know, I don't want to say that I would all, you know, never, you know, sing an outside song. Um, I mean, Miranda Lambert does it, you know, the house that built me is a song that she didn't write. And that was a huge, huge, huge song for her. You know, um, I guess it all comes down to being able to set aside, you know, your pride and your ego and being able to recognize, you know, a really great song. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to try and write the best songs that I can. That's good. No, that's it. I, I like that answer. I, I like that. Um, we're doing this interview awkwardly in, in that we're recording it before, but it will air after you're scheduled to do a show on stageit.com. Uh, I'm wondering, will this be your first time using that platform? And, and if so, what made you decide to take that approach and, and not to mention use that particular website? And if not, how have you found it to be previously? I, this will be my first, this will be, I'm sorry, this will be my third time ah, doing okay. a show on stage.com. Okay. And I did one a month or so ago. It went really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. The only thing that uh, kind of gets me is like, it's kind of weird to <laughs> be sitting in front of your computer and like <laughs> playing and then like afterwards, like you don't hear uh, like any applause or anyone like <laughs> say anything. So it's kind of just like. Okay, silence. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um but I'm really excited. I'm gonna be playing some Christmas songs and um maybe you know, some original songs in there too. So um I think that um, you know, based upon the response from the last one, uh my fans have like really really enjoyed it. So and it's a great way to connect with my international fans as well. Absolutely. Because they can't just, like, fly over here and go to Nashville to see me play. <laughs> as much as you'd like to reserve an entire section for them if they would, it's just not, it's just not in the cards. But That I, would be so awesome. I, I wonder, do you remember when you did the first one? Because I, I, I know that there are competitors, and, and I should go out of my way to, to throw out a disclaimer, as I, as I often do on this show, that... Just because I'm talking about this particular website does not mean that I'm in any way endorsing stageit.com, nor does it mean that I have anything against them. Um, but I just wonder, because there are similar websites to stageit.com, do you remember, Elena, what it was that made you decide this is the one, this is the website, I'm going to do it on stageit.com? Uh, was it a friend had done it before and a friend said, hey, you should use Stageit, I've done it, and it's, and it's easy or it's fun or it's, or it's user-friendly? Or, or did you just know about it and say, well, I guess this is the one I'll use? The first show that I did was a couple years ago, and my friend Lindsay Bruce and I played a show on it. She was on The Voice um, this year. Um, and she's not in Nashville right now, but she and I did this show, 
and we didn't know a whole lot about it. Like, we were still kind of confused, and I think we did it just because, like, we had seen a couple other artists use the website, too. Okay. Like, to be honest with you, I'm not really sure. I'm not really um, educated on a lot of other sites that do it. Well, so it's probably just because I heard the name a lot. Well, another popular platform is Kickstarter, and, and we talk an awful lot about crowdfunding on this show. Listeners, Elena did a Kickstarter campaign that allowed her to gain the necessary funding for her Top of a Dream EP that I mentioned in the intro. Elena, was that nerve-wracking going through that process? And, and since you were successful with it, will you do another crowdfunding campaign at some point? Um, yes, it was very nerve wracking. (laughs) Um, probably because I mean, and I had just moved to Nashville. Um, I was still learning, uh, a lot about the industry and about, um, interacting, you know, with everyone. And, um, so I was nervous, um, but I tried to stay consistent with it and um, post about it every day and make sure that people knew what was going on and what my goal was. And we reached it, which was really awesome. And yes, I'm probably going to be doing that in the future. Very good. Very good. And, and again, uh, listeners, you, you've heard me do this on a number of episodes and I'll throw out the same disclaimer that I just put out there for stage.com and, and really more so. And, and Elena, the reason that I ask you these questions in the way that I do frame them is for the up-and-comers that are listening to established artists like yourselves who have used these platforms to find out, well, why did she choose Stage It? Or why did she use Kickstarter? And and that's why, listeners, those of you that are considering using some of these, I always encourage you to do your research and to know that Stage It is not the only one out there. Kickstarter is not the only one out there. I've mentioned Rocket Hub. Uh, There's there's a variety of crowdfunding sources. So do your own research and, and make an informed decision. And and, you know, and obviously listen to some of these episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment where guests like Elena are sharing their experiences about, you know, in, in her case, she was successful. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure you could probably talk about some some sleepless nights that you, you got, Elena, you know, wondering if, if you're going to if you're going to meet that goal, because it's it's not something that you just put up and walk away from and say a prayer for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you got to be. You know, you gotta, it, it takes hard work. You know, you got to be on it and stay consistent. And I do have friends that, unfortunately, didn't reach their goal. And, you know, that's really sad um, because we all, you know, want to put our stuff out there. So um, to anyone who's listening, like, if you have any questions, um, you can contact me and ask me. I don't mind. Yeah, and remember that, you know, and again, I'm not endorsing them, but the, the big difference, as Elena just mentioned, is that with Kickstarter – if you don't meet your goal, you don't get any money. If you use Rocket Hub and you don't meet your goal, you still get some money. You just don't get, you know, the, the percentages change based on, you know, how much they take if you meet your goal versus how much they take if you don't meet your goal, and, and they'll still give you some money. So you won't walk away with nothing. But it could be a, a very challenging experience. And, and Elena, you know, you, you I'm sure you, you found this because I know there was a guest at one point that talked about how, you know, you just really have to go into full self-promotion mode and just really, you know, stay on everybody's screen, whether it's their, their smartphone or their tablet or their laptop or whatever, so that they are fully aware that you are asking them for, for their financial support. And, and you just, you know, you have to kind of put your pride aside and say, look, if I'm going to launch this campaign, I've got to be the voice of the campaign and I really have to, to beat the bushes on this. Right. And I have really grown to love marketing <laughs> in the past couple of years, but it's never a thing where I want to spam anybody and try and be super annoying, but more of a thing where I would, I really want to let people into my life and I want to get to know them and I want them to be part of what I'm doing and know the reasons why I'm doing it. You know, that's awesome. And then <laughs> needless to say, for someone who who runs now hear this that specializes in management and promotion and booking it's always good to hear someone that that embraces marketing so so good for you for uh you know taking that attitude and and taking it on you know something other than begrudgingly. (laughs) Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Elena, 
Visit her official website at www.alenasmusic.com. Don't miss that S in there. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Also follow Elena online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when. And, of course, do purchase her music. There is a store option to click on at elenasmusic.com where you can get her EP and even a poster and a T-shirt, too. Mm-hmm. Be sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I would love to hear your feedback about the show, including even some questions you'd like to submit to be asked to guests on future episodes. Post all of that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned, or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Elena, speaking of social media, wow, you have 102,000 followers on Twitter. (laughs) Is it, is it safe to assume that, that that one is just your your favorite social media platform to engage with people through? How, how have you built up such a massive following on there? I've really grown to love Twitter. It's, it's so awesome to be able to connect with so many people. I've just met so many new awesome people, and it's been really wonderful. Um, I just have put myself on a schedule that every day... When I wake up, one of the first things that I do is that I work on it. Mm. You know, uh, I've been doing that all year. I probably started in about February, and every single day I just work on it, you know. Impressive. Wow, that's great. I, I should also mention that you post a lot of videos on YouTube, notably where you're doing cover songs, and those are getting a lot of views. We're, we're talking in the 20 and 30 thousands of views, After mind you, after having only been up for a couple of months. So you've obviously found those to be a good vehicle for people to discover you? Yeah, and I've met a lot of really great people through YouTube uh, as well, and it's just kind of started to take off. Um, there, There's been times when, like in the past couple of years, when I've posted videos and it hasn't really done much and I'm confused and I'm like, why isn't this doing anything, you know? But um, the key is really consistency, and the more that I do it, I've also put myself on a schedule where it's like every single week, you know, I put out a video and I can see things, you know, starting to increase, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, uh, I will confess that today I was watching your your video of, of the cover of All About That Bass. So you know, <laughs> she's uh, she's got a, a real, real long list of, of videos on there, listeners, that, that you can that you can go and look at. I'm I'm, I'm interested to hear more about, about the engagement that, that you're alluding to, that you're having with people, because I personally have always felt that YouTube you know, other than commenting underneath the video, that there really isn't the most friendly way to to interact with the person whose channel it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, YouTube is YouTube, and that's what it is, but um, I like to try and start conversations, you know, with people. I like to invite them. Uh, I, I give away seven free of my original songs on my website, and, you know, every once in a while, I'll let them know, like, hey, guys, you know, I just want you to know you can get seven free songs over here and um they might like get them and i'm like let me know what you like and we might go over and connect on twitter and then like start more of a conversation i see i see okay because you used the expression before i've i've met a lot of great people on youtube and i wondered you know and and this is a learning opportunity for me too i mean i you know i I don't proclaim that i know everything and uh and i certainly don't know everything so um, you know, like I said, other than people posting comments underneath the video, I kind of wondered what specifically you meant when you said you've met a lot of great people on YouTube, but it sounds like you're, you're being strategic in getting their attention on YouTube and then, you know, kind of bringing them along the assembly line and say, okay, you know, let's continue the conversation over on Twitter. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess I just try to like talk to people. <laughs> Some people that find me on YouTube, like... 
go, they, they like what they hear, I guess, and they go to my Twitter page or go to my Facebook page or, like, some people, I think most of the time what happens is um, uh, some people will connect on Twitter and then I'll be like, hey, I'm posting this video, and then they'll go over to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes back and forth. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be who you say you are. If you consider yours as, say, a country act, don't try to take a booking that's looking for mainstream music if that's not part of your repertoire. An opera singer isn't going to take a jazz booking, so be true to what you can and should do. Nobody wants to pass up a potential booking, but it'll save everyone a lot of gray hairs in the long run if you avoid trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Also do something interesting that I'd like to hear you talk about. You you just started to mention it. Uh, and it's interesting, number one, just on the surface for what it is, but but it also because it's a lot like uh, J.R. Bird. He's a singer-songwriter from Texas who is my guest on episode 38. If if people look you up online, Elena, as you, as you just mentioned, they will find that you will give away seven songs for free. So... So uh, in your case, why that approach rather than pushing everyone to buy your music? Um, I mean, I think with the seven free songs, I can, I can always be updating it so I can give people like the latest. And that's um, part of the reason why I encourage it so much is because it's more of my later songs. Okay. And I really want people to um, listen, you know. I mean, I really want them to just have the music and enjoy the music. And if they want to, like, spread it around and share it, then that's that's cool. You know what I mean? Also, like, if I do decide to make another CD in the future, like, I can maybe get their input since they've maybe heard some of the songs that I'm considering on there. Well, that's interesting. I'm glad that you went into that kind of detail because I guess I made the assumption, which is always a bad word, I made the assumption that you had seven songs and these are what you're giving away to people. But in fact, you're saying, I'll give you seven songs. I'm just not saying which songs they're going to be because I don't even know which <laughs> which seven songs they're going to be. It's going to change from one week or one month to the next. Yeah, I've changed. I mean, a couple of them... I think I just started doing it. When did I start doing it? I think it was February this year. And, I mean, I've interchanged a few of them so far this year. Not all of them. A couple of them have stayed the same. But, yeah, I've been, I've changed a couple out. Well, now I'm curious because, you know, again, again with the mention of, of February, that, that perhaps that's when you started doing that. And, and you also mentioned that in February is when you really, you know, got serious about Twitter and you, and you decided on the schedule. And, of course, the comment also about embracing marketing more. What, what happened this year? What, what happened in February or what, what happened over the course of 2014 that, you know, that, that you implemented this strategic plan, if, if I can take the liberty of, of calling it that? Um, you know, I, since I've been in Nashville, I've had the opportunity to, um, go to a lot of great music business workshops and get a lot of education that I wouldn't be able to receive back in Pennsylvania. And, um, I was in this program called the music industry blueprint and I learned a lot. And, um, I, I think a lot of things for me just like clicked, uh, earlier this year, And, you know, after watching some people and what they do, I became inspired and, you know, did my thing with it. Do you by any chance, and and I realize I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you by any chance recall, because I mentioned that you have, as of of right now, 102,000 followers on Twitter. Do you recall how many you might have had in February? Um, I had a friend helping me with it up until that point, and this friend kind of got busy with schoolwork, and they have a nanny job and stuff, um, and then I kind of took over. I think it uh, started, it was either seven or 9,000. What? Seven yeah. or 9,000 earlier this year? 
Yeah. And you've grown to 102,000. That's amazing. And that's, you know, I, I, <laughs> wow. I mean, I wasn't expecting that grand of a difference, but, you know, I think that tries to emphasize the point that I'm, that I'm trying to drive home here to the listeners that are the up and comers, because I mean, you, you, you're putting a lot of time and work into this and, and mentioning things like workshops and seminars and, and that right there is showing, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You're, you're, you're actually producing results and saying, look, folks, you know, I started off this year with seven or 9,000 Twitter followers. And now as we're about to turn the calendar, I'm at 102,000. Yeah, that's amazing what can happen in a year. <laughs> so, so what tips uh, do you want to give to, to those musicians that are, that are not embracing Twitter or that are on Twitter and, and they're not, they're not getting the results, if nothing else, at least in terms of building up their number of followers. Is, is there something that you have found that really works for you that is, is getting those numbers up? Or, or to what do you attribute that success of, of such a huge jump? Yes. Um, I think a lot of artists, and myself included, because I definitely used to um, have this kind of mentality, um, you know, we want to have a lot of followers, but we don't want to be following a lot of people. It's like we want to follow like a hundred people and then have like a hundred thousand followers. Cause that makes it look like, you know, we really have something going on or whatever. But like when you change your mentality, um, of like actually following other people, then everything changes because people are following you back. And it's like, it's kind of like you're reaching out. You're reaching out to other people. You know, it's kind of like you're going up to someone, you know, shaking their hand and saying hello um, instead of just, like, sitting, you know, alone in your room and expecting someone to, like, walk up to you and say, I, I like your music. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you got to reach out. And because uh, I've been doing that this year, um, I've connected with a lot of really amazing people and I've met some like podcast people and had some interviews and it's just like been, it's just been really great. Well, as you were saying all that, I was getting this vision in my head of, of a king who sits on an elevated throne and puts his arms out and with his fingers kind of motions for people like, come to me, come to me, come and follow right. me on Twitter, you know, as opposed right. to... You know, the politician that, as, as the saying goes, you know, rolls up his sleeves and goes out in the crowd and shakes hands and kisses babies. And, you know, the next thing you know, you know, there's this tremendous Twitter following because you decided, I'm going to follow these people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Elena, a couple of weeks ago on episode 43 with Lara Wisdom, we, we talked about the following. And actually, I told her how I talked about this way back on episode nine with singer songwriter, Melissa Bretthauer, but Elena, you too, uh, like, like them are another one who sings, writes, plays guitar and plays piano. Classically, classically trained actually on piano from age seven. And then you wrote your first song at age 12. It, it, it gets real easy to, to drift away from the piano though. Once you pick up the guitar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't play it as much. I actually rarely play it. I don't, really want to admit that but <laughs> yeah uh but but so when you're in these co-write sessions uh with the two individuals that you mentioned before is 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 it all being written on the guitar or is it where you do kind of say well you know i don't really play that much on the piano but i you know i can write some stuff for the piano if if we've got somebody else that we're pitching to um, I don't really write as much as on the piano. I would like to get into that more. Um, I do write uh, mostly with my guitar. You know, I'm always taking my guitar to co-writing sessions. It's easier to lug around um, than a keyboard. <laughs> but um, a lot of times, actually, what happens is I hear a melody in my head first mm-hmm. and then try to find it on the guitar. So... Well, if you're if you're writing in a place where there is a piano or, or a digital piano or whatever you want to refer to it as, 
is is there any kind of twitch you know where maybe you look at it and you say well i maybe i'll just sit down and play a little bit or is it look bruce drop it i'm i'm all guitar and <laughs> there's just no room for piano in my life anymore <laughs> um i might dabble a little bit on it yeah but it'll be mostly guitar all right all right well <laughs> We set the record straight. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Elena. Visit her official website at www.elenasmusic.com. Yes, I specifically emphasized it so that you don't miss the S in there. She is active on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, as well as Facebook. We talked about YouTube, and she's also on Instagram. Also follow her online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when. And of course, do purchase her music. There is a store option to click on at elenasmusic.com where you can get her EP and even a poster and a t-shirt also. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't even have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast, including even some questions you'd like to hear asked on future episodes. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. So, Elena, now that we're about to turn over to a new year and, and we just spent some time talking about some of the big changes and that you made in 2014 and some of the things that you've accomplished, what kind of goals might you have for, for 2015? And, and I guess, you know, what can the listeners be on the lookout for, uh, as it relates to you next year? Uh, I have a lot of really amazing things planned for next year. I'm so excited. Awesome. awesome. I want to hear all about them. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to totally tell, uh, what I have planned yet, but I will say that I would just like to, um, try my best to continue to be as consistent as possible. Um, right now I'm doing about two YouTube videos a week. I might take it back down to one cause, um, there's going to be some stuff going on, but, um, I guess I'm being super vague with this. <laughs> yeah, and I, and but, I'm going to sit here and I'm going I'm to use peer pressure and I'm going to say, come on, you can give us an exclusive. All your friends are doing it because there's like one, <laughs> two, three, there's, there's like five guests that have given exclusives. Uh, well, two of them, two of the guests gave exclusive exclusives in the forms of songs that, that were played here on this show first before they even went to radio or anything. Uh, one guest talked about a tattoo that she has that nobody knew about until she came on here. Uh, Misty Loggins used the podcast to announce about the fishing calendar that she was releasing. And actually, I, I don't know how you would count this mathematically, but Karen Waldrop actually disclosed uh, two exclusives. One one was that she was launching a, a merchandise line, but uh, the other one had to do with something about an ex-boyfriend. But anyhow, now now you're now. Now you can't not give us an exclusive. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what to say without like giving everything away. We need to drop in the Jeopardy theme song here. She, <laughs> she decides what to disclose. Uh, so you said you said that YouTube you're doing two videos a week and and you might go down to one. What what else? While I'm I'm trying to buy time for you to to think about what you want to reveal as an exclusive. But what other what other goals and 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 plans do you have for next year that you that you don't mind sharing that that aren't real secretive? I'm probably going to be um uh probably going to be like putting a band together and starting to uh play some shows outside of Nashville. Awesome. Um, I have a couple people helping me with that, so I'm excited. Okay, well, we'll let you we'll let you think about that a little bit because I've still got more questions here that I want to ask you. And maybe, okay, maybe by the end of the show, you'll you'll pull something out. Um, you've lived in Nashville for for over three years now. I mentioned some of the venues that you've played at, and and listeners, um, you know, obviously, you sit and and listen to 
you know, a, a venue name like the Hard Rock Cafe Nashville, and you can relate to some extent because everybody, you know, has gone to a Hard Rock Cafe somewhere. Myself, as somebody that goes back and forth to Nashville because I'm in the music business, the listening room, I know that that's a big deal, that, that, that that's a cool place uh, for anyone mm-hmm. to play. Um, you you also signed a single song publishing deal. You got an endorsement from Breedlove. It, it, is it safe to assume that that you're real happy with the decision you made in in 2011 to leave Pennsylvania to head to Music City? <laughs> yeah, you know everything absolutely changed, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, it's been a very positive uh, change, and I'm really happy that. You know, I made that decision. And, um, you know, being here has helped me improve, you know, improve myself, improve my singing, songwriting, and guitar skills, you know, just watching other really great people and being around that, you know. I'm, so, curious, I'm curious that you just mentioned improved your singing. Is that just from getting the reps, from, from doing it so much, or did you actually get a, a vocal coach <laughs> or a vocal instructor that, that you worked with? Um, probably from doing it more and more. Um, and I did get a vocal coach, um, just last year, the beginning of, well, the beginning of, um, 2013, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, it's really made a difference. And, uh, my vocal coach is Susan Anders and she's just wonderful. Um, she made a, a specialized warm up just for my voice. Wow. And that's really what I needed um, because not every voice is the same. And I think that's a big misconception. You know, everyone's voice is different and needs different things. And so whenever she created that warm-up for me, you know, it just really changed everything. She's just brilliant. Well, and I think the listeners, especially the young listeners, should also know that, you know, your voice is, is constantly maturing and it really is is maybe about the age of 30, you know, before it's it's really rounded out. So, uh, you know, there's there's always a lot of room to to learn and, and to grow and and to uh, you know to grow into your voice. Uh, I'm I'm curious, Elena. Prior to moving to Nashville in 2011, were you someone who was you know going back and forth from time to time, or had gone there once, or or, or did you just do this cold turkey where one day you moved to Nashville and boom, in 2011 you did it. It was almost it was almost cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I had been to Nashville. Um, <laughs> I had made two visits, like actually that year in 2011. I think it was like one visit was for like a day and a half. And I didn't really wow. even see much of the city at all. I had only really went to see the Country Music Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then the second day, the second trip was a trip that I made by myself. Um, I paid for the plane ticket. I paid for the the car rental and everything. And um, I was there for four days and just drove and drove and drove everywhere around the city. And I just kind of knew. And I was like, you know what? I really think that this is it. And I'm going to have to do this. So here we go. <laughs> we're doing it. We're moving. And, and we, yeah. we being me, myself, and I, we're doing it self. We're moving to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, last week on the show, we heard Canadian singer-songwriter Maddie Rodriguez talk about her family which is a play on words for her fans. And this week we can talk about another unique approach because you have the Alaniacs, and that extends to fan art, fan photos, and, of course, you've been <laughs> using the hashtag on Twitter. That's, an, that's a neat concept you have. Yes. Um, I asked them a while ago, actually like a couple of years ago, I was like, is there a special name that you guys want to have for yourself? And um, I took suggestions, and that was... Uh, just really highly favored. So we went with that one. And and approximately when was that? Because I'm sure that's something that you've continued, you know, as we've talked about mm-hmm. Twitter and about, um, you know, this this embracing marketing. I'm, I'm sure that's something that you've continued to, to develop and to just reinforce to people. I mean, as I, as I say, it's a, it, you know, it's an, it's a navigation option on, on your website. So I'm sure that's something that you're, um, working to be consistent with over whatever period of time this has been? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when that was that that started? Um, uh, I am not entirely sure. 2000, 
12 or 13, oh, okay. I think. Okay. It wasn't this year. I think it might have been 12. Okay. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> before... Uh, before I before I uh, close out the show today, we're we're going to end it, of course, by by playing a, a song of yours called "Crime Scene," and I love listening to songwriters tell the stories about their songs. So so do that for us, if you would, for "Crime Scene." Sure, um, I wrote this song with my friend Adam Kowal. Um, we both moved here from Butler. Um, I was in Nashville first. He came a couple months later. He had some stuff to take care of. But um, he had this idea. Um, He was really inspired by Better Dig 2 by the band Perry. Mm -hmm. And I love the band Perry myself. They're one of my favorites. I I just think they're so unique and have such a cool sound. And he came home from work one day and was like, hey, I have this idea. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, it's called Crime Scene. And I'm like, ooh, I want to hear it. <laughs> so right away, I was really intrigued, like you know. Already. And he had these lyrics, and I looked at him, and I was like, you are so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so we sat down and wrote, we sat down and wrote this. Um, and it really just kind of, like, flowed. Um, the music to this song he he doesn't write music um he like i said he's a lyricist so i wrote the music to this song and sometimes it's just so so weird sometimes your songwriting it just kind of comes out and sometimes you have to like work a little more for it you know and this was one where it just kind of um came out no problem and so we had the song and we we rewrote it a couple times and um so this is what we have now for it and um it's probably one of um, my favorite songs that I have, and people really seem to like it when I play it out. Wow, outstanding! And uh, and now she's going to give us her her big exclusive announcement because we're at the end of the podcast, and I'm I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to be a friend. I'm trying to buy you all the time I can, but by golly, I've I've got no questions left on my screen. <laughs> <sighs> I think I think your answer is. This is why, Bruce, this is why people need to stay engaged with me on social media because I'll have some, <laughs> some big announcements in 2015 that people won't want to miss out on, right? Is that what you just exactly. said? Exactly. Okay, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Connect with me on there and like, it's just an ongoing conversation. You know, every single day I just talk to everybody and so, so Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you Don't for know. thank you for humoring <laughs> me and for for being a good sport and uh, and and moreover for for spending the time to to do the show today. I very much enjoyed it and I really appreciate you you taking the time to to be on now here this entertainment. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me, Bruce. Absolutely. This is really awesome. I am really grateful for the opportunity. Well, thank you're, you. You're very welcome. Uh, I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guest. Today we heard from singer-songwriter Elena. Visit her official website at www.elenasmusic.com. Remember that she is active on social media, too. Like her Facebook page. Follow her on Twitter, along with the other 102,000. Join the throngs. Uh, watch those <laughs> videos that she's making that are on YouTube. Subscribe to her channel on YouTube. All these things help. Follow her on Instagram. Remember that you can easily access all of those through the social media icons on her website homepage. And keep your eyes out for her live dates so you can make plans to go see her perform. And, of course, do purchase her music. Her EP is available through the store option on her website. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Please give us a nice review on iTunes or even Stitcher Radio too, and hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating that really does help the show a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I mentioned before, let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions that you would like asked on future episodes on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page 
of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Elena. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Crime Scene. Time, I'll throw a